In today's episode, we are going to recap our November 19th issue. Episode includes the latest COVID-19 numbers from across the community, weekly update from President Javier, an update with the Young River People's Council, staying fit during the holidays, Ankimerkikam, SRPMIC members condemned desecration of Kido Pikido. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the OAN podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Jessica Joaquin, ad sales slash news person for the Autumn Action News. And I am here with my co-host today, news person Marissa Johnson. How's it going, Marissa? Hey, Jess. Good morning. Let's... Let's start things off with the latest COVID-19 numbers from across the community. These numbers were released November 18th. The total number of SRPMIC enrolled members completing the test is 5,445. Of those tests, 4,744 have come back negative and 547 have tested positive. 496 have recovered and there are currently 27 active cases. Two members are hospitalized and the total number of deaths is 23. Again, these numbers are updated and released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find them on SRPMIC's website or the SRPMIC Facebook page. The SRPMIC COVID-19 hotline number is 480-362-2603. Before we get into our stories, let's first hear from SRPMIC President Martin Javier. Hello, community members. I come to you today for our weekly update. Um, uh, Just encourage you, you need to get your flu shot, especially during this time of the year, not only flu season, but with the pandemic. Get your flu shot, call the clinic, make an appointment, and again, get that flu shot uh, for you and for your families, family members. Also kind of wanted to touch on think there's been a lot of confusion about the sixth directive that went out and really the sixth directive really kind of opened up uh, the opportunity for churches to meet, the traditional services to to meet uh, and saying meeting, there's still must follow the protocol as far as uh, wearing your face mask, uh, social distancing, um, following those guidelines are going to fall upon those individuals that are conducting any type of these services. So if you're planning on going to any of these, uh, any of their church services or any traditional services, remember, wear your mask, pra- practice the social distancing. As we can see, you know, the surrounding areas, you know, that number continues to rise, not in the surrounding areas, but throughout the country, those uh, reports are coming back that the COVID is, is skyrocketing again. So we need to, again, just uh, take care of yourself when you go to any of these functions. Uh, and just a reminder, uh, in the sixth directive, although it opens it up to allow more people to go to the church services, the funeral services, uh, because we are, are still working in essential services, the government buildings are still not open. So just wanted to remind you of that, that the as long as we're in essential services, and as up to this morning, the community manager uh, uh, let staff know he informed council on Wednesday that essential services are extended till January the 11th. So essential services here for the government has been extended to January 11th. And with that, there are no uh, buildings, government buildings will be open. So uh, again, as long as we go through this, uh, this pandemic, uh, there's certain, I guess, uh, guidelines and protocols that we need to follow to make sure we try to uh, 
uh, keep everybody safe. So I just wanted to kind of touch on that. Again, I know there's a lot of confusion on this sixth directive. Uh, just again, it, it's not opening up any buildings. It's just allowing for uh, gatherings for more than 10. I want to say too, uh, that's where a lot of the confusion is, it doesn't open it up for family gatherings or anything like that to be more than 10 people. It's only for the church services and the traditional services that are allowing for more than 10 individuals at, at gatherings. So moving forward, uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of touch on uh, this past Wednesday was Veterans Day. I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to all of those that were uh, involved in putting that together. Our Veterans Affairs uh, kind of put the event together and kind of streamed it live. Uh, I wanted to uh, thank our Miss Salt River, uh, Isabella Dougherty. She actually sang uh, the national anthem in Autumn and then led everybody in the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. So I wanted to thank Miss Salt River for participating and doing that for the Veterans Affairs Program. Also, also wanted to acknowledge our council member, uh, Cheryl Doka. She gave some really good words on Veterans Day and encouraged us, you know, not to only thank the veterans on Veterans Day, but let's thank them every day for the freedoms that we enjoy. So again, I wanted to touch on the Veterans Day, thank everybody that participated in that. And in closing, you know, we're getting close to the uh, the holiday season's coming up. Uh, Thanksgiving's probably the, the biggest holiday uh, that we have coming. Again, just talking about that sixth directive and uh, we still encourage uh, our members, again, after holidays, we're seeing that a lot of, of the virus uh, uptick happens when family gatherings happen. We need to still limit our, our gatherings and just make sure again, that we're doing everything possible to keep ourselves safety and keeping our family, our families uh, safe. So with that, uh, just wanted to uh, say prayers and blessings to all those that need them at this time. Um, just wanna say uh, to those that are members that aren't residing here in the community, prayers and blessings to you also. We think about you and our, our meetings that we have with our council meeting. But with that, uh, in closing, God bless you. Thank you. So the number to call if you would like to get a flu shot is 480 946 9066. Okay, Marissa, you want to take us into our first story? All right. Our first story is an update with the Young River People's Council. The members of the Young River's People Council have been staying active since COVID-19 began earlier in 2020. Weekly meetings are held through Zoom sessions and everyone is welcome to attend. Recently, YRPC member Caleb Dash introduced Salt River P. Maricopa Indian community member Savannah Aguila, and new YRPC member from El Paso, Texas. Dash said, Savannah is a part of our tribe, the Anak Meridotham, but she lives in El Paso. Her parents heard about us and she wanted to connect with the culture and find out who she was as a person, her traditional native self. She logs into the YRPC meetings and is an active member. She's really intrigued by the things we do, the cultural stuff and hearing the stories. Sometimes I'll say phrases and stuff she'll ask what that means. She's learning in that way, and it's really cool. Dash has also been working with the language program manager, Luis Bargan, and Codeation, the outreach coordinator, on creating a modern-day Autumn and Pipash phrasebook. Dash said, we're trying to create a modern phrasebook with different Autumn words used for a modern generation, like how you would say, call me, or let's go for a drive, kind of newish terms that have developed over time. The YRPC has been setting a positive example for youth councils of other tribes, helping to teach their members how to interact with their culture, school, and community during these difficult times. 
I I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was really cool about them creating a modern day phrase book. Going into our second story, staying fit during the holidays. The holidays are a time for gathering with friends and family to celebrate good food and good times. It comes as no surprise that people tend to neglect their fitness routine when the holidays come around. Because of all the schedule changes, such as for traveling and attending special events, it is hard to stick to a fitness routine. However, it is possible to stay fit if you make it your goal. Neville Howard, physical fitness specialist at the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian Communities Diabetes Prevention Services, provided some advice on how to stay fit during the holidays. Howard said, almost any activity that requires you to move and get your heart rate up is good for you. But the easiest one to do is just walk for 10 to 20 minutes a day. When you are ready, you can just put in your daily schedule to do it twice or three times per day. Daily exercise helps to prevent or reduce high blood pressure and reduce your blood sugar. So most definitely schedule time for yourself or with your family and fit your daily walking session in once or multiple times per day. Keeping healthy during the holidays is a major challenge every year, but it is even tougher now considering that COVID-19 is a real threat to public health. It is important now more than ever to maintain our exercise routines and continue to take safety precautions to protect our own health and everyone else's. So when finding new fitness routines, wear a mask and practice social distancing. And don't forget to wash your hands in warm, soapy water for at least 20 seconds. Wash hands every time you come back home from errands or being outside. Still still such good advice. Um, how are you doing with your everyday running? You still getting out there and taking a, taking a quick run in the mornings? Yeah. Maintaining my workout schedule has kept up. And I'm very thankful for that right now, especially during the holidays. Exactly. What Neville was saying that as long as I stay active, I feel good because my body needs to move around. That's really good. Let me let me ask you a question. Like, uh, what do you do to push yourself to do that when when maybe you wake up and it's just like, oh, I really don't want to do it. I'm not feeling it. I'm having a bad day or like, what is it that just pushes you to No, I have to do this? So there's two things. Um, it's become a habit for me. So my body just naturally wakes up at 5.30 and gets up on its own. If I were to stay there and, oh, well, actually, here's the secret. If I actually laid there and started looking at my social media, checking my emails, replying back, I think that's what would keep me in bed. So I make sure not to look at any of that stuff until after I come back and get done getting ready. Then I can start, you know, looking at all of that. And because my mind is focused on I need to get to the gym instead of my mind is, oh, man, that's happening in the world. Why? Or, you know, I need to reply to this person. So that's my big thing with making my body naturally wake up. Yeah. So it's like a habit. It's just like you created a healthy habit of two habits, one of actually exercising, another one of I can't get onto emails or social media or anything like that until I do habit number one. Yes. Good job. Definitely. Um, the power of habit is definitely real. And if you want something, just make it a little habit, do a little bit piece every day and it'll be a part of your routine. All right. Thank you, Marissa. Our next story is by OAN News reporter Chris Picciolo. Onk Okimaru Kikam, SRP and MIC members, condemn desecration of Kido Bikido. On Indigenous Peoples Day, Monday, October 12th, 
Anthem Action News reported on the violence perpetrated by Arizona Department of Public Safety troopers in riot gear against Anthem land and water protectors who were holding a peaceful demonstration in prayer and a spiritual ceremony on unceded Hiachad land north of Lukeville, Arizona. Video shared on Vimeo, Instagram, and Twitter showed different angles of AZDPS troopers firing tear gas and rubber bullets at the protectors who were already running away from the tear gas and projectiles toward their vehicles. One of the videos shows troopers approaching the vehicles to take the protectors out and arrest them on the pavement. A total of 11 protectors were arrested that day, which included three minors. After an evening of peaceful action, phone calls, and demands for their release, Autumn and allies were able to secure the release of all who were arrested. The Border Patrol said in a statement that no injuries were reported. However, the group, Autumn Anti-Border Collective, told Autumn Action News that one person sustained burns on their hand from moving a hot tear gas canister out of the way, and another was shot at close range with a rubber bullet while he was in the middle of singing. According to the group, both are still healing from their injuries. The news of what transpired at the checkpoint did not reach the national spotlight. However, the story has been shared with local Native American communities and Autumn sister tribes by people who were present and those who were able to watch the situation unfold through information and videos posted on social media outlets. Grassroots organizing of groups such as Autumn Anti-Border Collective and Defend Autumn Jivid were born out of a situation where Autumn felt as though they had no choice but to defend their backyard and their power and heritage in connection to the land. The pattern of giving and taking back land by executive order still continues to this day, and the Hiachat Autumn with support from Thano and Akimaro Autumn relatives and allies felt their only recourse was to bring attention to these issues by holding the peaceful action at the Border Patrol checkpoint on State Route 85, where the violence against the land and water protectors occurred. An Anthem anti-border collective representative who goes by the name Gok, which means to an Anthem, gave their side of what happened on October 12th. Our day that we, you know, celebrated by reclaiming our our land, our rightful land as Indigenous people, um, as Anthem people, we, we stood in unity along with um, Indigenous and non-Indigenous allies. And we sang songs and we, we offered some words and we we requested for them to um, to remove their violence from our land. And um, there were uh, state troopers uh, present and gearing up um, and they had um, their battalions out and they they were um, they responded to us. Uh, really aggressively in, in a violent way, and it quickly it quickly turned. Um, they released the tear gas, and you know we started to move back, and it's still um, in song, and they continue to to move forward with force. An elder-led grassroots indigenous organization from the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community, Ankh Akimar Kikam. Kikam means residents in autumn, released a statement on October 19th condemning what they feel is the desecration of Quito Bequito Springs, as well as the violence at the Border Patrol checkpoint on State Route 85. The statement read, The Ankh Akimir Kikam condemn Arizona Department of Public Safety's use of chemical agents and projectiles against the Hiachat Autumn land and water protectors and their allies. The Ankh Akimir Kikam stands in solidarity with the Hiachat land and water protectors. Juvuk Cloud Feather Mist 
Montiel Nunez, an enrolled member of SRPMIC and niece of Ankh Akimankikam elder member Melden Fullwilder, spoke for herself and her family and was then asked to respectfully speak on behalf of the Ankh Akimankikam about the situation. Montel Nunez began by peeling back the layers of what led up to the showdown on Indigenous Peoples Day, starting with President Donald Trump's implementation of a border wall and how Ankh Akimankikam feels about it. Doing all of the anti-immigration rhetoric and, dis- and instilling fear into his base, um, it made it much more acceptable and feasible uh, by the people who lived, especially in these border um, states, to accept the desecration of even protected by their own government, right? Sites protected by uh, the United States uh, parks services like the Oregon Pipe National Monument. You're talking about areas that they consider themselves as national uh, sites to be preserved and and reserved um, with some kind of sanctity. Um, Just complete disregard of all of the environmental and, and religious laws that are in place to protect like Montiel Nunez recalls a story about how the Saworos are the reincarnation of warriors who have passed. If the Saworo has arms coming off it, those arms are the warriors' wives who passed after them. With the wall coming through the Saworo cacti, Montiel Nunez describes this desecration of the Atam Hindak, way of life, as literally killing reincarnated warriors and their wives who were meant to stand with the warriors in the afterlife. For me... As an Atam woman, and like this is your, this is not just desecration of this plant, of the flora, of the fauna. This is like, I mean, it's beyond comprehensible how this is even. It, it, it's I can't even put words to how unfathomable it is to me that people are okay with this, that people support this. These sacred places on ancestral Hiachet Autumn homelands are rapidly disappearing on a daily basis as the border wall construction continues and the NPS cuts off access to Kito Bikito Springs. Ankh Akimer Kikam feels as though the NPS is just as guilty of fear and intimidation tactics as the Border Patrol and calls this a modern-day cultural genocide. There are burial sites at Kito Bikito and there is no access to the springs to honor the dead. When asked about what she would say to someone, autumn or not, who hasn't understood or felt close to what is going on at the Arizona-Mexico border, Montiel Nunez took a deep breath and a long pause. She began a heartfelt prayer, as though the person was in front of her, and she was helping them connect to a part of their mind and soul that will never forget who they are or where they come from. The same question was asked to Gok, who encourages Autumn to look into the history of the lands, other border tribes, and what the way of life was before the borders were even created. You know, I come from a generation who who um, didn't have to uh, go through a checkpoint. And, you know, the we, we, we say that the border didn't cross us, or we didn't cross the border, but the border crossed us. And, and you know, there there are, are there are elders, you know, um, I, I would say talk to your elders, talk to your elders, ask your elders about these stories, because these elders hold hold on to these stories. They they can remember times when when things were when people were more connected to the land and to one another. Yeah, the stories, the stories are, are alive and and 
and you know this border this border um it really has kicked up a lot of our history Head over to our website where you can read more stories and where you can also view the entire paper via PDF. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News and at News on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and stay safe out there and we'll catch you in the next episode. Yep. Bye. Bye.